Good evening, everyone. This is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable. And I just want to say uh, hello to everybody out there in 915 El Paso, Texas, and everyone here who is listening to my voice. And I just want to give you a, a, a great uh, presentation right now. My wife, her name is Nancy McGoldrick Rivera, is going to sing uh, a, a song by Tasha Cobb. So please uh, enjoy the, the music, and uh, here's my wife. Gotta be where you are 
Tasha Cobb, uh, Wanna Be Where You Are. Uh, this is a, a great song. We love it. We love it. Um, my wife has sung it before at church, and uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, we're here at home, at the, at the home uh, office here, our home studio. And, you know, we just got our little mixer here. We got our little uh, iPad, and we're just doing it with our mic here. And so I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty good. And, uh, I hope you enjoyed it and uh, as much as I did. And we are going to uh, get right into the word um, that we have had uh, planned for today. Um, <clears throat> today we're going to start on Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. And we're going to start off with verse, uh, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 14. My mistake, Romans chapter 14. And we're going to start off there with verse number 1. And it says... Um, it says, uh, accept, anyone, accept anyone who is weak in faith, but do not argue about disputed matters. 
Now, one thing about uh, churches is that sometimes not everyone has been walking with the Lord for a very, very long time. Now, sometimes we are new in the Lord. Maybe we come from a different church. Uh, maybe we come from a different doctrine of teachings from different other churches. So we want to um, make sure that uh, we uh, don't uh, judge people. Learn to love one another regardless of who they are and where they come from. One person believes, he, in verse 2 it says, One person believes he may eat anything, while one who is weak eats only vegetables. And one, verse 3, one who eats must not look down on the one who does not eat. And the one who does not eat must not judge the one who does, because God has accepted him. In verse 4, who are you to judge another's household servant? Behold, his own Lord, he stands or falls. And he will stand because the Lord is able to make him stand. And so... You know, we, we go back uh, to like uh, Jesus says that I am the bread, right? He is the bread and no one would go hungry, right? Because he is the bread of life and his words is what feeds us and sustains our spiritual man. And so when we are, um, when we are uh, coming from a different church or a different background or, or doctrine or Theological study, uh, we shouldn't judge one another. Uh, also has to do with what the Gentiles did back in the day, right? They ate things that, you know, the Hebrew people didn't eat. So the Hebrew people did not eat any meat that was offered as sacrifices on the altar of gods. But the Gentiles did. So what they're trying to, to explain here is, is that not everyone comes from the same doctrine or teaching. Gentiles in that day, in those days, were pagans, but yet they came to know who Jesus Christ was and accepted Him as Lord and Savior of their lives. Even so, that they received the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, and they were baptized by the disciples. And here, Paul is trying to tell the church, "Hey, uh, don't don't judge these people who come from different backgrounds. Don't judge them because of." who they are or where they come from. You know, it's just like back in the times when they were wanting to have the the, Hebrew, the Gentiles also be circumcised. And, it, and, and Paul was like, hey, it, we don't need to go that way. Remember, Jesus came to fulfill the law, and therefore he accepts everyone on the earth. Everyone has the opportunity to accept him as Lord and Savior. <clears throat> As a follower of Christ, the gospel transforms our attitudes towards one another. As God transforms us, we discover that our unity in Christ is more important than our individual perspective and opinions on non-essential religious matters. So just because some church does communion one way and another church does communion another way, there's different ways of doing it, but they all come out the same. The body of Christ the blood of Christ uh, is a re representation of His sacrifice for us on the cross. 
For example, there are those among you who are labeled weak and labeled strong because differences in their religious practices. Some people might be spiritually strong than others. And just because they're weak, that doesn't mean that you judge them. Those who are labeled weak are Jewish followers of Christ who would like to continue practicing the Old Covenant. And maybe they were just Christians in your church who just came to the Lord and they're baby Christians and need, 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 they need to be discipled by someone. <clears throat> they continue these traditions and spiritual practices that help them connect with God. And that's what the Jewish people were doing. They had their own ways of connecting with God. And sometimes, how about in your church? Do you ever have your own way of connecting with God, but yet you don't want to share your experience in connecting with God? But here's this young person who's young in the church, just got to your church, and now they're struggling spiritually. Or they don't know how to worship. Or they don't know how to raise their hands in praise. Maybe they don't even know that much about the Bible. But you have to teach them. They are not living according to the old covenant by trusting in these acts to supplement, supplement uh, or replace their dependence on God's grace through faith in Christ. They have accepted God's new covenant through Christ, yet because they continue these spiritual practices as a means of relating to God, they are considered weak by the Gentiles uh, followers of Christ who make up the majority among you. So see... They had their own religious ways. They're, they're stuck to the old covenant. And because the Jewish people didn't want to fully accept Christ, or they may have accepted Christ, but they didn't want to let go of their old covenant ways. And therefore, the Gentiles would excel and, 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 and get close to Jesus because that's all they've known. The Romans had, remember the Romans at that time, they had different gods. They had multiple gods. And according to them, if you only had one god, you were like an atheist. Okay? You had to have had more than one god according to the Roman culture at that time. How does, how does our country look like today? We have different religions in our country. And, and we have in our constitution that we have the freedom to worship and freedom of religion. That means it doesn't matter what your religious background is. If you're a Christian, Protestant, Muslim, Catholic, Hebrew, Jewish, uh, Hindu, um, atheist, whatever you believe in, you have that freedom of expression here in this country thanks to the forefathers who made this country. That's what they struggled with back in the old kingdom of England, where they only had one church. And they didn't want that church to be the only church. There was a way of giving a freedom to all. So, so let's, let's look at this in a different way. Then there are those who are labeled them strong among you. Who are strong among you? Followers of Christ who feel no need to observe or practice the spiritual traditions or rituals from the Old Covenant. But no matter what side of the issues you are on, let me be crystal clear about how your attitude and treatment of one another should be. In short, you need to stop judging each other. Your genuine attitude should be not only to receive the weak uh, you, uh, you, uh, uh, or the ones that you disagree with, 
but to realize that you have such a deep common bond with them that you treat them like they are vital parts of your dearly loved family. Your common bond with them should be so strong that you readily accept them and know, with no hesitation into your home or your circle of friends, your social groups, and among all those who think as you. Now, do we have that in certain churches? Or do we see a lot sometimes that we have little cliques in churches? If you're not so holy, you don't hang out with us. Or sometimes people hang out in groups and they find themselves, um, we're better than you or we're more holy than you or, or we're closer to the pastor than you are. So therefore, we don't associate with you. Sometimes we're so, uh, so holy and so up in the ground that we forget uh, so holy and up in the air and in the heavens that we forget our earthly nature, that we need to be humans and we need to love our fellow man or woman or sister, brother and sister in the Lord. Follow, uh, followers of Christ can have differences of opinion, just like different churches, different uh, backgrounds of uh, religious thoughts. One person's conviction about their faith will allow them to eat anything they want. Yet, so-called weak persons' convictions about their faith will allow them to be a vegetarian. But while opinions and perspectives can differ, it is up to you to have your sides uh, in respect for one another. You can have different opinions, different sides, as long as you respect one another. <clears throat> Let's continue on reading here. Uh, in verse 4, it says, why are you to judge another's household? Uh, before uh, uh, his own Lord, he stands or falls, and he will stand before the Lord and, his, and is able to make him stand. So just because uh, he is before the Lord in a different house, in a different household, you know what? He stands before Christ in the end, and only God will judge him for what he's done by what? By what he has done by his fruits. We are known by our fruits. And what we have done for Christ on this earth. Amen. In verse 5 says, One person judges one day to be more important than another day. And someone will else will judge every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced by his own mind. In verse 6 says, Whoever observes the day, observes it for the honor of the Lord. Now, there's people who believe that the Sabbath, like the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, believe the Sabbath is on a Saturday. Majority of the Christians believe the Sabbath is on a Sunday. There are some Christians out there who believe that the Sabbath, Sabbath day is also on a Saturday. So just because they believe in that doesn't mean that we disregard them. Doesn't it mean that we cannot show them love. Now, there's people that believe in the, in the Trinity, and there's some that don't. But they still believe in Jesus Christ, who died for their sins and was risen on the third day. So, we are not to hate one another. The scripture says that we are to love one another. And here it says that he, uh, he observes it for the honor of the Lord. So, no matter what day he picks or chooses, it is an honor of God. Here, let's go back to talking about some eating. Whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. And whoever does not eat, it is for the Lord that he does not eat, eat it. And 
he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself, and no one dies for himself. We eat, we eat. If we don't, we don't. If you want to fast, you fast. If you don't, you don't. If you want to fast half a day or intermittent fasting, now that's the new trend now in the, in the, in the diet world uh, in the United States, uh, intermittent fasting. You eat at 6 o'clock in the evening and you don't eat again till tomorrow about 11 or 12 o'clock. And people are trying to lose weight. But at the same time, I think when Christians do that, I think we need to have a different perspective and, and, and keep Jesus in the forefront and try to meditate on his word and be in prayer and, and be praising and worship him. Amen. So in verse 8, it says, uh, if we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. In verse number 9, it says, Christ died and returned to life for this, that he might be Lord over both the dead and the living. Okay, so he could be the Lord over the dead and the living. <clears throat> so when, when do you realize uh, that it is for the very reason that Christ died and returned to life? That he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Likewise, do you realize that since he is the Lord and rules over the entire spectrum of existence, we are free from needing to judge others. He is more than capable of judgment, of just judgment, and does not uh, need our help to do that. Jesus doesn't need our help to judge people. So then why do you judge the faith and convictions of your brothers and sisters in Christ? Why do you look down on them and condemn their faith? You see? So, so many times we hear preachers from the, from the pulpit talking about other churches and putting them down for what they believe. And, and here Paul is teaching us that we need to respect one another. We need to respect other people's uh, point of view or their perspective in, in worshiping and, and serving Jesus Christ. When you find yourself uh, starting to judge others, you would do well to remember that it is God who is the judge and the one who judges. And that we all will stand before his judgment seat. And that's what will happen to us. So, so be, be, aware, be aware of that. You know, I, I have a friend of mine. His, his name is um, Martin and he's a, a Catholic brother. And you know what? Uh, he has come to me for help and trying to help people out here in our community who just lost a house or a death in the family. Uh, they have no food. And I, I've either gone to, to get food or donated money. And likewise, he's also said in return, hey, brother, if you need anything for anyone in your church, let me know and I can go around and help gather things for them. You see, we need to stop looking at our differences and just start looking that we love Jesus and that we want to do our best to serve him here on this earth by loving one another. That is one of the greatest commandments of all, right? If we look at uh Second, uh, First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen, right? But most of all, love is the most important thing. Amen, amen. Let's continue to read, and we're only going to go to about verse twelve today, okay? And it says in verse uh, uh, verse eight, "If we live, we live for the Lord." I, I'm just repeating that. And if we die, we die for the Lord. 
Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Amen? We belong to Jesus Christ. Nine In verse 9, it says that Christ died and returned to life for this, that he might be Lord over both the dead and the living. In verse 10, it says, But you, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, here it is, in verse 11, this is the, the, an important verse that you might want to underline. As I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will, com- uh, will give praise to God. And in some verses, in some uh, uh, other um, translations, it says every tongue will confess okay, that Jesus Christ is Lord, or that God, that Jesus is God. And then in verse 12, it says, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. <clears throat> the scriptures tells us plainly that we will all stand before God. It is written in Isaiah 45, verse 23, As surely I am the living God, says the Lord, and every knee will bow before me, and every tongue will confess to God. In verse 12, it talks about that so not... Do not forget that each and every one of us will have to stand before his pure, holy, and completely accurate judgment and give full account of our lives to God. So we need to remember who we are. We need to remember that those who come to visit us in churches or come to our church who are brand new members or 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 they're just seeking for a new church, no matter what church denomination you are, you need to greet them at the door with love, with a hug and open arms. And if they tell you, oh, yeah, you know what, I'm just here visiting and I came from this church or I'm from this city or this state and I'm just passing through or and, uh, you know, I just figured I, I wanted to come visit a church and, and you're around the corner and here you are. You know, well, thank you. Welcome. Come on in. Invite them. Be friendly to them. Be loving. Just like Jesus loved the church and he sacrificed himself and he died for the church. And that's the way how we need to be loving one another. We need to love one another in the love of Christ. Not judging, oh, well, what church did you come from and what denomination? Oh, we, we don't believe that here. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you believe that way. And there's things that I may believe that you don't believe. And there's things that I've learned here recently that I did not know. And there's things that if I didn't know, well, thank you for someone who enlightened me to it. And, and then guess what? Now that's part of my view now. That's part of my doctrine now. So everyone learns every day something new. We are not left in the dark. Jesus sent his Holy Spirit so that he would, so that the Holy Spirit, he would teach us. Things that are in the mystery to us. Things that are not revealed to us. And, and the Holy Spirit helps us to read the scriptures and we are able to understand it and, and get revelation from it. Not that we are lost uh, to and, and not understanding. People who don't have the Holy Spirit in them can't understand scripture. To them it's kind of like uh, a story. And it doesn't relate to them spiritually. And that's that's really sad. 
And as Christians, we are supposed to share this gospel, share the Christian walk with with our brothers and sisters. Get them to know who get them to get to know who Jesus is and what it means to have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Sometimes those who are spiritually weak need us the most, those who are spiritually strong. And we should not look down on the weakened brother. Now, there's a young lady in my church who I try to help out today. My wife and I, we, we try to help her and let her speak to our youth group, you know, so that she can start to actually talk to them about God and, and about Jesus. And we give her uh, Bible scriptures so that she's able to study and read and be able to talk to the teens and share the word with them. Sometimes this young lady is a little shy and a little standoffish, but she has to learn how to come out of that shell. And so we 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 give her this opportunity so that she's able to talk about Jesus, share the gospel, give her testimony, so that all the young people can understand where she comes from and what she's been through and where God has taken her out of. And that's what it's all about. It's not about what you eat or when you eat it, what day you want to eat, and if you want to eat or don't want to eat, or whether you like steak or pork, or whether you are strong in the Lord and not strong in the Lord, or whether you're weak or strong. Uh, it, it's not about what day you want to serve God, whether it's on a Saturday or a Sunday. It could be on a Wednesday for you because that's the only day you have off and you have to work on a Sunday. So maybe that Wednesday you want to make that a day of honoring the Lord, and that could be your Sabbath. Sitting at home and doing nothing, just only worshiping and praising God and going maybe to a Bible study at night at your local church. And some churches, most majority of churches have Bible studies on Wednesday nights. Or you can sit there and watch TV Bible study like on YouTube and put it on your television or go to a, cha- a Christian TV channel. Or whatever day it is, make it the Lord's day. So I, I challenge you that... Uh, no matter what day it is that you have off, to worship God. Take time out to worship God. 15, 20 minutes. Read His Scripture. Just get one Bible verse and, and memorize that Bible verse. Re- read about it. Share it with someone. Don't judge people because of what they believe or where they come from or what church they've been in. We need to uh, we need to just uh, let people know that uh, God is real. I apologize for that. I just came out there screaming out there, and uh, the volume was up on on the iPad. But um, I'm my own mixer here, and I'm the one who's uh, trying to get everything uh, set up right here and stuff, and so. I just, um, man, I just pray that I'll get to learn how to do all these things here better for for my podcast. Uh, I'm learning every day. Every day I learn something new. Um, I, I'm listening to more people who are doing podcasts out there and teaching us how to use uh, uh, Audacity and how to use your mixer and get music and things like that. So I apologize for that. But, uh, but that's my message for today. Amen. That's my message for today. Accept the weakness, the, the people who are weak. Bring them under your wing. 
disciple them regardless of what they believe in and you know uh, uh, regardless of what how they served in another church it's time for you to bring them into the light help them grow in the word of God don't let these young Christians fall by the wayside because when it's time to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ on the day of judgment he's going to ask you in verse 12 it says of Romans chapter 14 verse 12 it says so then each of us will give an account of himself to God and he's going to want to know what you did and what did you do with that brother that or that sister that came into church and is weak and needs help spiritually meaning okay spiritually spiritually talking about the individual even 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 if they need food or money or clothing what did, what did you do did you help did you reach out i want to make sure that when i give my account that jesus knows that i, I did my best and that he will say well done good and faithful servant that's what I hope and pray that each one of you would would also receive that welcoming into the to the gates of heaven. Amen. Amen. All right, let's uh let's close out in prayer. And um I thank every one of you for uh for continuing to support this podcast, uh, 915 Pastors Roundtable. Um I, I can't do it without it without any of you. Um I appreciate your prayers and you know, and again, my, my name is Pastor Omar Rivera, and uh, I just need your prayers to continue to study God's Word and to continue to do podcasts. Um, it's simple Bible study, simple Word, doc, you know, nothing nothing heavy or deep, because sometimes we, we just can't, sometimes people just can't handle deep things of God. There are deep things of God, but you know what? The basic, simple stuff is what we need, the basic, simple foundation of the teaching of the gospel and that's what I want to bring to this to this platform a simple teaching of the gospel so let's go before the Lord in prayer Father God we just thank you Father for for this day for this evening Father I pray that at the sound of my voice Father God that there are people out there who just need to get to know you a little bit better and Father I just pray right now that that we don't judge one another Father God that we help and encourage one another to get to know you better. We thank you, Father, because you're a great, great, great Father. You lead us not into temptation. You deliver us from evil, Father God. You set, on a, you set us on the right path for righteousness' sake. You lead us to still waters, Father God. You'll continue to provide for us and give us those things that we need. Father, right now we just ask for everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, Father, that you forgive them of their sins, Father God. And if you need to know Jesus Christ today, today is a day of salvation. Don't let it pass you by. So if you don't know Jesus and you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior, repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, I accept you into my life and make you my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins and forevermore reign in my heart. I know you died for me on the cross and rose again on the third day and you are the true son of God and I believe in you 
and I trust you and make you my Lord, Savior, and King. I believe you said those words that you are now born again, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ who cleanses us from our sins. We thank you, Jesus, because you gave your life willingly for me on the cross. God bless you all. This is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable. God bless you.